Hey guys, before today's episode of the podcast, I want you to text me 212-931-5731. If you don't, you're missing out. I'm putting all my eggs in the fucking text basket. 212-931-5731. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Welcome in here, episode three of the Rip Magoo podcast. And our Shit, next guest- we uh, this should be episode five. It's very much my favorite number. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'm going to leave now. Perfect. And we'll reconnect in a couple weeks. We need you here. Do not fucking go anywhere, okay? The show dies without you. Got so it. I'm looking at your thing here. You yes. know me. I don't ever fucking prepare. Yes, I don't good. do research. Which is your strength. Or, that's my strength, right? So CEO of VaynerMedia, uh, Vayner Sports, green, you're in cannabis, restaurants, you're fucking doing lemonade stands, baseball cards, you're fucking yes. going to yard sales, flipping things. I am. Do you sleep? Yeah, you know what's crazy? I sleep a lot. I, I think sleep is wildly important. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of things that are true. It's true that if you get more sleep, you'll more likely live longer, and I'm interested in that. And so, yeah, I sleep six, seven, eight hours a night, and I'm out because I go so hard in the other 14, 15, 16, 17 hours that I, I sleep super easy, super hard, sleep all the way through, uh, but I'm I'm a fan of, uh, of sleep. A lot of people are like, oh, he's always just like hustle until you burn out and die. I'm like, you're 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 seeing my energy, but you're not listening to what I'm actually saying. Do you remember when we first met? Do you remember our physically our... here in L.A. No, when we ran into we, each other. We, we or ran did... into New York. Yes, but I was trying to think because I'm thinking because you I'm, you know it's like I meet so many people through social media and I mm-hmm. forget I lose. But do you remember because I remember I came to New York City. I think Tyler set it up. And by the way, Tyler, your assistant has the fucking hardest job on the planet, managing basically the fucking president over here. I get your it. Your schedule is more packed than so that I've ever that in person meeting in the city was before we the time we I thought we ran into L. Yeah, in LA by accident before our sit down. We were, set, I think we, I think I got it right. We set up and we wanted to meet with you, but then we ran into you in LA at the SLS, um, right? And you know, it's funny, I'll tell you a true story. So Gary invited me after we met, we sat down and Gary and I talked, I think, you know, because I was like, I came to you and I was like, what the fuck do I do with what I'm doing? Yeah, because you were popping and it was happening and I was excited for you and like obviously your story, like, I don't know, like eating golf balls out of a car or whatever the fuck you were talking about. But like, Dude, you know, zaps like, the back of the car, like, sleeping there, yeah. But like, I was excited for you and it, I thought you were at, and a lot of, t- you know, at some level you still are, which is what's amazing about you. There's one, of you know, crossroads are super interesting. When things start happening, you know, so anyway, nonetheless, I don't want to, go ahead, where are you No, going? no, I was saying that like when I, uh, would you ask me, because we had our meeting, and you said, hey, we're going to have another, it was like the coolest moment ever, because I remember after we have a meeting, you go, Tyler, make 30 more minutes for Gary, at the end, for Bobby at the end of the day. And I was like, oh my God, whatever. <laughs> and then, this is a funny story I've never told you. Please. I, you invited me on a podcast uh, with, with, it was uh, the girl from ESPN, mm-hmm. me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I faked an illness because mm-hmm. I was so nervous. I was I so nervous. Beyond, I was beginning, I was first starting off, and that, I just want to tell you that's why I did it. Because you didn't get your sleep, Bobby. No, 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 no. It was strictly because of fear. And fear played a big part in my life in the beginning. And I remember, like, literally came out to L.A. to be an actor comedian, which we talked about before in previous episodes. I was so fucking nervous to even go on stage. I would go into auditions, and I would just turn around and run away. And then I just forced myself, kept forcing myself to just put myself in situations. Do you feel that judgment from others just carries too much weight for you? I don't, I don't know what it was. It was just, I, I don't know. I, I because don't... it's interesting. It's interesting. I think that a lot of, I, I think a lot about my makeup and things I see in others. I pull from very opposite directions. Like when I'm on stage or when I'm doing a podcast or when the video cameras are on, 
I'm on and I'm at my most alpha, most Randy the Macho Man Savage had sex with Richard Pryor and made me, like I'm the most that. (laughs) But when I'm one-on-one, as you know, I'm a completely different version and so I think people listening right now, when they see you, you know, announce a, a clip and just how hard you go and how you know outgoing and over the top you are, they're probably confused by, really? I would never think he would do that. And I think it's because of the context of circumstances. In a one-on-one environment, I'm, I'm, on, I'm over the top passive. I'm super, amp- all the things I talk about, like a lot of that kindness stuff, but on stage, I'm trying to fucking rip the house down. Mm-hmm. On a podcast like this, I'm trying to rip this fucking podcast down. I want everybody to be like, Episode three was the fucking best. Fuck episode four. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, like that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you uh, obviously are a dumb. Why are you segueing? I want to know the answer to the question. What was think- the question? I have ADD. I have the worst Me fucking too. ADD in the world. This is going to be a ridiculous episode. <laughs> Wait, hold what? on. You have an on and off switch that you control. Yes. Essentially, you're saying that. He doesn't. He has an involuntarily uh, on and off. Like, he's on, he's on, he's on. And then oh, when he crashes, but, but, he crashes. But what's funny about Bob, and I, like, I, let's just make pretend he's laying on the couch. The key here is not to become a caricature of yourself and buy into that narrative. Got it. In the short period of time that I've watched him and observed him from afar, he's evolving as well. And so like when I hear you deliver that sentence, I know things, like this is what I'm good at. Like the reason I'm good at like knowing what platforms are next or all the predictions, and, or not even predictions, things I've been right about is because I understand you know, humans and consumer behavior, mm-hmm. right? And what I, like that's an interesting sentence that you deliver and I think the crossroads for him over this next half decade is does he want to continue to be the caricature of himself or as he matures and evolves, some of those things evolve. I used to cry from basically six to 16 anytime I lost in anything. And at some point, I stopped crying when I lost. I changed my relationship with it. We can do that in our teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. For sure. And I've even watched him do it from afar in subtle ways already. It's also life experiences. 100%. You keep, you keep learning from these life experiences that you get thrown into, and then it's a natural well, what, I, what I love about you on a serious note is, truthfully, I consider you like a ridiculously, like a, you're a mentor of mine. You know, you're somebody that not only I followed your content, but once I met you face-to-face, what a lot of people don't know about Gary is, well, you'll see Gary on Instagram doing his things, the motivational stuff. I mean, you're just yeah. doing everything, but the follow-up that Gary has showed to me personally, has been fucking out of control. Like, I've forgotten, like, I've, so, you know, Gary will check in on me and be like, bro, you're the man, hope you're doing well. Hope you're, and think about him to take the time out of fucking his day to fucking do that for somebody like me is incredible, so thank you so much for that. I hang on every fucking word you say. You're one of the most talented, hardworking guys I've ever met, and now I'm gonna get, out your, get off your cock because I wanna talk about the Jets. <laughs> I wanna talk about the Jets. That's the yeah. e- easiest way to get off my cock is to talk about the Jets. <laughs> there you go. That is where I'm cockless. So until I buy them and fucking win so many Super Bowls and stick it through every like fucking that. throw, I'm on that. I'll be a Jets fan. So that's what I want to say. Obviously, the ongoing thing with you is you want to buy the New York Jets. They're right now probably worth thirty-two dollars and a bag of Skittles. But <laughs> I wish. It's, I love uh, when everyone's like when the Jets are losing, they're trying to be nice to me. Like Gary, good news. Don't worry. Like the the, the price will be cheaper. I'm like, and I'm already on tilt because they just lost a fucking game. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. Right. You teams are not valued based on their fucking record. I'm right. like, I'm just. You know. Right, 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 right. So, so obviously, by the way, Monday Night Football, we have my Patriots are playing your Jets. That's right. Nine and a half points spread. We'll think of a funny prop bet maybe to okay. do. But what I wanted to do, if we can do it, is can we pull up the clip of Gary 
at the fucking Jets game. Is that allowed? You, yeah, of course. Okay, you can, can we pull that? Want. Can we play that clip? There's of Gary? so many of them. I'm dying. I, to just know want, what, I just want to hear it. Oh, I love if this. we can, I love this. Let's listen in. Um, and while we're doing this, I like that Michael Bennett got suspended. Uh, do you have any idea why? Uh, Michael, Be- you know what's funny? I I don't. Yeah, I don't. Do you know why? I was disruptive to the team, as they said. Yeah, but like, what does that actually mean? Are you going to the game Monday night? Of course. I'm going to be there as well. Okay. Probably skip we'll, the practice. We'll, we'll have crossing paths. Um, um, I, I as we're pulling this up, mm-hmm. it's un. I just want to on. The, I just want to get this in on the podcast. The single greatest day of my life. I have two children. A lot of things have gone well for me. By a country mile, the greatest day of my life was when the Jets beat the Patriots in round two of, of the playoffs. The playoffs. Yep. When we, when I walked into that stadium thinking like. I've always wondered what it must feel like to be a prisoner and walking to a firing squad and knowing this is it, right? Like, what's going through your mind? That, obviously that's extreme, but I will tell you, the closest I've ever been to that was <laughs> driving on 95. You know, the Jets had lost to the Patriots 45-3 to on Monday Night Football five weeks earlier, and I'm literally... Ha- 90% of my Jets crew bailed. They're like, I'm not going up there with those fucking Boston fans and taking a fucking 60-point beating. And I'm like, you fucking... And I was like, I just fucking drove up there and fucking, like, went... By yourself? The- no, no. My brother, AJ, Sam Ben Ruby, okay. and old Lou Janot. Old, because we have little Lou know, Old Lou Janot. Okay. The four of us fucking degenerates rolled into that stadium wearing jerseys uh, getting shit on uh, this one yeah. fucking drunk Bob Memory, like you that looks like you. Bob Three rows in front of me is sitting there killing me, like right. drunk as fuck. I sit down, killing me, like in my face, like and on the road, I don't say a fucking word, right? Like on the road, I'm just. This clip exists. Well, no, it's is this allowed or no? Do you want this airing or no? I didn't even know this clip. <laughs> no, it's, 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 no, it's ten seconds. You don't have. We can get it out. This but. is bad. This is. Fuck! Somebody stripped. I put on live, and I didn't save it though, because I didn't want this clip to exist. Why is Tyler giving me the slit the throat? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I will say this. This is probably a great platform to say this. Oh my god! You fucking sucked, and you know it. You're not tricking anyone, dick. All right, that's good. I agree. Fuck. I like. You know what the best part of this clip? Yeah. You know what the best part of this is? All right, we good. Jets are getting destroyed by the Browns. Obviously, yeah. I'm frustrated because my guys got mono, and right. like, and and Baker wasn't playing well, and he hasn't been playing that well this year. I thought he played really well last year. And listen. On the record, and my, my friends know this, I wanted Baker bad coming out of draft. I wanted Sam or Baker. And like, and, but, yeah, I wasn't happy. No, what it shows is your fucking passion yeah. for sports. There's a separation between sports fans and real life. It's like, I buddies with all, I'm buddies with all these fucking guys. And guess what? When the Patriots are playing fucking Baker Mayfield, I talk to Baker a lot. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Baker. A hundred percent. It's in the sports world. Yeah, it's like 100%. sports world. There's a separation between how passionate, die, especially you Jet, fucking Jets fans. I love that video. Loved. Jets version <laughs> of me is literally the complete opposite of everything you know about me. Like it's what it's literally like. You know how Superman's got that bizarro Superman. Like you know, like I'm, I've punched children. Mm-hmm. This is real. I just want to get you know. I think it's important to like share things. <laughs> I have shit. punched. This actually not punched. Uh, I punched a, in a one week in a in a one month period. I punched physically punched another man who was a Dolphins fan at a Jets game. A week later, the Jets play the Patriots. It's like nine, ten years ago, maybe twelve years ago. This kid is walking by me. 
like, I don't know, I would say 11, 12, 13 with his dad, and I hip check the kid into a cage. <laughs> nice. Just, I, like I, I had it coming. I'm, un, I'm, I'm uncomfortably able to control my feelings and emotions in real life, and I'm a complete and utter tilt. I have sports muscles. You know, I love when people are like, well, how, what do you mean? I'm like, you know beer muscles? They're like, yeah, you know how everybody understands that? I'm like, I have sports muscles. I would rather get my fucking face beat in. Like, get my ass kicked by somebody who's trying to fucking, like, you know, talk shit to me at a football game than to not engage. Instead, like, I just, I'd rather get my fucking, fa- first of all, I, in that moment, I think I'm gonna beat that fucking six foot nine guy's You're ass. In the zone. I'm in the, fucking You're in the fucking zone. zone. I gotta I ask you a question, fan. though. I gotta ask you a question. Yeah. If you're at home, the Jets, and somebody comes into your stadium well, this wearing is, the, this, this the, is the whole thing, the visitor's Keep gear, going. but they don't say anything. I, the, I go after them. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that, actually, oh, Tyler, boy. Keep, me, keep me honest here. I don't, n- I kind of do, but I completely lose my shit when they decide to cheer. Okay. Because on the road, I don't cheer. Right. I go to a road game, right. I wear my jersey, but when I tell you, because I, have, I watch every Jets play, so I'm scared to get kicked out of a stadium and have to miss plays. It's not about anything other than that. Okay. So I'm just quiet as fuck. Like hand on, you know, like sitting on my hands, just quiet. There's a lot of things, obviously, that, do you gamble, by the way? I used to. I'd, something happened eight or nine years ago where I couldn't win enough to get excited, but I could lose. If I lost 10K, I'd be like angry, but I'd have to win like 200,000 to be like pumped. And I just literally stopped. There's no incentive. I just lost it. Right. So because with the world, so what I want to ask you is, for me, is obviously the gambling world is exploding right now. And you're obviously aware of that. Yes, of course. You fucking know everything. You're fucking Nostradamus over here. But um, what are your takes? Are you, are you getting involved at all in the gambling space? Because you see ESPN now doing minus three and a half. You see Bleacher Report now having because they know it's legalized in seven states right now, right? And it's transitioning to being like across the U.S. It's heading in that direction. What's your take on where the gambling world is going? It's going to be one of the biggest businesses in America. The U.K. has shown you all you need to know. It's not super complicated. What's easy about predicting is when history already told you. The UK legalized it. You can watch what happened over the last 20 years in that, in that sector. We're a much bigger country, more degenerate by DNA. And so it's going to be, I mean, and then you think about technology. And w- Bob, wait till 5G comes. Let me get a little nerdy here. When 5G comes, the speed of technology will be fast enough that you'll be able to prop bet on everything in real time. Like I'm talking about this pitch. Or this the shot, is it a shot or a pass by Steph Curry? Yes, because wow. the speed of the internet on, in the infrastructure of 5G will be real time. This is why autonomous cars have to wait for 5G because there's, there's no lag. This, okay. What people don't understand about 5G is that it's not your phone is faster. This is game-breaking technology. When I, I think betting, especially when you get into prop betting, is really interesting. I also think there's original programming opportunities. I've been pitching this idea of like a prop network where like, could you imagine if Dion was gonna race Bo Jackson? You could have like, set live odds on it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And just like the hype of that, or like, like I just think one-on-ones, prop bettings, uh, I think we haven't even started. And what I'm doing with betting is kind of what I do with most things, whether it's blockchain, cannabis, what I did with technology. It's a foregone conclusion, but a ton of money is going to be lost in the beginning because it's a wild, wild west. And just like you saw in cannabis and CBD and cryptocurrency, all the jokers come out. So there's a ton of fake shit. Mm 
in the gambling world right now, people raising capital for bullshit businesses. I'm watching, I'm watching, and the dust will settle pretty soon and there'll be some smart bets to be made in investments, which is where I would like to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's one of the core cultures of our society. Well, we just did, obviously, do the Buffalo Wild Wings shit, whatever, yep. and they just partnered with MGM. Yep. And what they're doing is in New I'm Jersey, obviously, New Jersey, yep. you know, that they implemented the sports it. betting. Of course you fucking do. Yeah, I, no, I just know. I was I know trying to come I, to Gary Vee with stuff. He's like, I got it. I'm like, of course he does. He's building a fucking spaceship to the moon as we speak right now. I mean, now. it's it's uh, it's it's just going to be a big deal. Yeah. Bob, what's yeah. faster, 5G or you and Zaps? Well, you know that answer. <laughs> you know that answer. Six I know Lauren, is, Lauren was very excited that you came in here, by the way. Lauren obviously is a big fan of your work Thank and you. whatnot. So I know that you had some stuff that you probably wanted to run by Gary and pick his brain about. So, Lauren, what are you yeah, thinking? Yeah, I mean... I mean, you're phenomenal. I'm okay. I'm um, an athlete, so like everything that you preach day in and day out is just is this huge for me. My biggest thing that you say is you're alive. Take advantage of it, and I think that is just absolutely huge. And we kind of just get lost in the hustle and bustle of every day, and um, we forget. You know, life is too short, and you know we don't capitalize on things. And one thing I wanted to kind of ask you is you've already answered the sleep question, but kind of how you balance your work and your life and mm-hmm. and things of that nature. By not judging myself. That's the actual answer. The, people, the reason people struggle with balance is they've created their own ideology or they've taken on somebody else's ideology as what balance is. Balance is different to everybody. And by the way, and all four of us know this and everybody else in the room and definitely everyone listening, sometimes you're on a roll and you go off balance because you're feeling something and you're just going hard. Sometimes that thing burns you out a little bit and you take a step back and that becomes your new balance. Uh, for me, I tend to try to do things I like. I had the fortune of like not being motivated by money, but being good at making it, which is a great fucking combo. I am patient. I have a tremendous relationship with time, which I've come to realize is probably my core superpower. Most people don't know how to quantify time. They're impatient. You know how many people listening right now are freaking out about turning 30, whether that's eight years from now or next year? And I'm like, what does that even mean? the fuck like societal stigmas that mean nothing you know and so i you know watching people become 18 21 22 25 30 and freak out at all those numbers thinking i'm not as far as long or somebody hit me up the other day like bro but here's the problem i'm 26 and i'm seeing all my friends do i'm like bro what do your friends have to do with who you? Cares? Who cares? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, right. why are we comparing like i agree with you i i got that late in life though when did you get it uh, listen, I am completely driven by gratitude because some miracle that Sasha and Tamara Vaynerchuk decided to have sex in <laughs> Belarus in February 1975, <laughs> the luck of the fucking semen draw that I got. <laughs> and I mean this, though. Like, like I, I think one of the reasons that people like me and one of the reasons I do follow up and I do care and I do all the stuff I do is there is something subconsciously deep in me that realizes, hey, fuckface, you fucking hit some real fucking lotto. Like some real meant fuck. Like you, the ultimate privilege is fucking mindset privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, like I got really lucky and fortunate on the way I think. I've worked my fucking face off for everything I've gotten, but that still doesn't take away the fact that to answer your question, seven, nine, like at, by fourth grade, I knew I would be a businessman. I was a good guy. I was gonna be happy. 
and school meant dick. I punted school, I went from straight A's to straight F's. I fucking worked on my craft, I shoveled snow, I fucking washed cars. Work ethic has always been at the core of what I've done. I'm patient. I went into my dad's liquor store business, grew a business from three to $60 million for him, worked fucking seven days a week, never paid myself any real money, even though I was the executive that was building it, left at 34 with no ownership of that business, with nothing, started completely over. Started VaynerMedia in a conference room the size of this because I didn't have money to pay rent to start that company. So when I tell kids to be patient, like I fucking started from scratch at 34. What I took was the experience I had from building a business. Did you have any financial backing at all? No. No. I fucking got somebody to give us a, Procter & Gamble gave us $90,000 for a Gillette campaign that I sold on spec. And that became how we paid Marcus and Zhang and Sam Taggart their intern fucking minimum wage. And I fucking, but listen, I'm t- when I look, you know why I like athletes? I understand that they're talented and then I understand some of them are fucking idiots and they waste their talent and never even make the league or are out of the league within a year. And others work super hard and become Hall of Famers and that's how I think of myself as an entrepreneur. I was given the LeBron Kobe talent Mm. But I'm also working the way those guys did and other people were given those talents and I have the fortune that injury and age are not a variable. I'm 43 and I'm not even sure if I'm in the prime of my career yet. Love that. What is it now? That's if you had to say, because everybody, I think everybody has vices. What is Gary Vee's vice? What is, really what is your question. fucking vice? Because I know everybody, <laughs> we butter you up but at the Rip Boo podcast. I want to know it. And usually you don't have to fucking think. It's because I haven't, you know. What is your vice? What is, like, what? Like, define, like. My vice is this. I like to gamble. Gambling, once in a while, I like to gamble. I like to drink. I, you know, obviously if I cut those two out, I would probably go. I second that motion. I second that motion. What's the definition of a vice? Uh, actually, I'm really actually curious because I want to actually give you a real answer, well, let's, not a let's, bullshit answer. Perfect. I used to like gambling a lot. Like, there's been multiple times in my life that I gambled 80% of the money that I had in my bank account at the time in my early 20s. Like, don't look at me. We have, by the way. Like, that's crazy. Like, I had $23,000 and I lost 16,000 in Vegas (laughs) on a weekend. That's bad. So, So that's bad. To answer Gary's question, a vice is immoral. (laughs) To answer Gary's question, a vice is immoral or wicked behavior. I guess, or criminal activities involving prostitution, <laughs> pornography, or drugs, which I don't think that's you. That's just me and Tim. But, uh, uh, so if you had to pick one vice, do you know what I mean? Do you, do you... Gambling absolutely played out in my 20s. Um, you know what's weird? And I don't, by the definition, it doesn't work. But I, I will say the thing that is not in balance is I'm clearly a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And so I love it so fucking much. Mm-hmm. You know what's, cr- when you said, I'm like, can garage sailing be a vice? Like, 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 I'm trying to think about the things that make no fucking sense. Uh, uh, that's why I was asking for the definition. Yeah, One yeah. more time on the definition. The definition was, so uh, it definitely <laughs> is a garage sale. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> I'll tell you what. Waking You're up fine. at 6 a.m. and trying to buy people's trash is not a vice. <laughs> no, that's I, like, I feel like it's a vice. I like this one, though. There's, there's two differences. Moral, wicked behavior. Number two is criminal activities involving <laughs> prostitution, <laughs> pornography, definitely or drugs. So it's like garage. Uh, like, but, I'm into porn. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm everybody just, likes porn. No, I mean, right. like, I don't know if there's a single guy in this infrastructure of technology that is not somewhere in that world. I concur. <laughs> but, uh, Gary, yeah. Gary's going to have Frankie and Bruno after breaking our legs ready to fucking edit this tape out. I think, and this, this may rear its head later in my life, and I might go completely, like, I think the answer to this question becomes interesting in my 70s or 80s because as I'm analyzing myself, even the subtle things I had, like gambling and things of that nature, 
somehow got absorbed somewhere around 32, 33, 34, where shit got real for me. Somewhere around 32, 33, 34, I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna buy the Jets and stick it in every motherfucker's face for real, for real. I'm going for statues. And so what ended up happening was I think work kind of just absorbed everything. And I don't think that's sustainable. And I think at like 56 or, or when I buy the Jets or, or somebody dies in my family, something's gonna trigger where then I'll re-enter vice land. So, so your goal is obviously to buy the Jets. Yeah, 100%. So how does one go about buying the Jets? I'm building VaynerMedia to be a communications infrastructure. What that means is I have an agency that does everything, media, creative, strategy, production. It's a nice business. It's a $200 million a year business. I built a huge fucking business. I'm super proud. I did it. Yay. But meanwhile, it's a front. Like I'm talking like cleaners in Brooklyn, but downstairs it's fucking Viceland, right? I've been there. It's amazing. Um, And so what I'm going to do is when the economy collapses, I'm gonna buy businesses and brands that were over leveraged and are underwater and now are being sold for a penny, a nickel, a dime on the dollar. I'm gonna buy those brands. It's why I did the K-Swiss deal. The cashing in on an Enron thing kinda when all those no, companies no, no. died? No, cause that was fraud. It's okay. more like in 2009 when the housing market collapsed, yeah. people who had money right. went out and bought houses. Okay. And then reflipped them. Got it. Five years ago made a fuckload of money. So when, it's, it's why you bought, what was the K-Swiss deal? Then? So I did a K-Swiss deal where Gary V sneakers came out, but the reason I really did it was not only for my ego, which is like, holy fuck, I actually have a sneaker. And by the way, I'm 43, so everybody 43 and older here remembers when K-Swiss on the West Coast was cooler than Nike. Like, the gangsters wore it. Like my, you could, If you Google right now K-Swiss, Mike Tyson, K-Swiss, Dr. Dre, K-Swiss, Ice-T, like, it was a very cool brand, but it hadn't been for a long time. So when I did the deal... Not only was I the face of it, but we had the marketing dollars, DRock, Andy, Tyler, and we completely crushed selling that and making it somewhat relevant again with very little money. It was a good, and it just sold to a Chinese company for a ton of money. So it allowed me to kind of half pregnant my thesis, which is I think I can take nostalgic brands or businesses and operate and definitely market them better. When I buy the, when I buy Bubblicious, you know, uh, I'll give you one. I always wanted to buy Kool-Aid because I think it's a really cool brand. But then what I wanted to turn it into was a candy brand and go after Sour Patch Kids because I think Kool-Aid's brand has permission. I always think about brands that have permission. I'll give you another example. I think BMW has permission to make headphones that we would all buy because the logo's cool and matters and we think of them as an engineering company that could make good shit. So those are the patterns I see. Marvel was a bankrupt comic book company but was actually a trillion dollar movie company. So that's how my brain works. That's how I'm gonna buy the Jets. I'm gonna build Boehner. I'm gonna wait for the world collapse. The world collapses. I buy mug root beer, Yahoo drink, OP, the old fashioned red, uh, Timberland boots and reboot Orangina. Orangina. That, you like Orangina? Love it. Sparkling. I like that. <laughs> uh, that. Cool. And then I'm gonna buy that for 50, 100, 200 million dollars. And then I'm gonna flip it for 3 billion. And then I'm gonna buy the Jets. I love it. My favorite thing about Gary is probably this: is there's and you are deal with it. I don't know if you do it. I fucking deal with it. <laughs> is internet trolls? You get oh, fucking yeah. trolled by people all the time. They tell you a fuck. I mean, I, I literally spend probably well. I used to spend like probably hours of my day telling twelve year olds to go fuck themselves, <laughs> and then I realize there's no benefit to it, and I kind of just ignore them. Timmy, I know you get trolled all the time. You I lead it. with love though. Do I you learn? Do you deal with any oh, trolls? I get- Lauren gets trolls. the worst of the bunch. Do you Death get threats? Do you girl, pretty yeah. girls get the worst of it? They just do, um, and then you know, loud guys get the next worst. Yeah. So you get trolled, but what is your? Do you fight back in DMs? Do you just 
You don't even read them, do you? I read them. Do you really? I read them because I don't think they're trolls. I think it's important for me not to get high on my own supply. And so I actually read them to see if there's actual merit. And occasionally there is. Really? Yeah. 90% of it is absolutely people. You know, to be honest, people that leave negative comments, I genuinely have empathy for. Mm -hmm. I think, my God, you're living a life where you decided to watch this of mine. Right. And then leave Venom. You're in a bad place. Yeah, like, like, uh, like if you're in a place where you're sharing venom on the internet, deep in your soul, you're in a bad place mentally. And so I feel empathy towards that. Right. And so that's the majority of it. But occasionally, um, there is an insight to me using an adjective uh, that maybe I could have used a better word that made clarity. Uh, maybe I'm in my most, you know, sometimes we clip something. When I'm on Bob's podcast, I'm gonna be in Bob mode, just like I left the comment about the Jets. There was a clip the other day with the Eagle fan, the little kid pouring the popcorn on the Jets that went viral. Bob posts it. I post a reply. I decide to get involved, <laughs> which was if that little fuck face did that to me, I'd fucking choke him the fuck out and pile drive him on the ground. And it pops up and it's like Gary V commented, I'm like, oh my God. Aren't what the Eagles do I do I call Tyler? Do I call Gary? <laughs> so I DM Gary and I'm like, Gary, hey buddy, uh, look at do I can I can really just archive this thing. We don't need to put it up uh, on there. Gary's like, fuck it, leave it. I'm like, okay. And I engaged, live. and a lot of people like, you know, Philly fans, you know what's really funny is I love Philly fans because I hate the Giants and so there's this weird kinship. We're both green. We don't play that often. Like, don't I, but I said it, this you morning. don't mean it. So it's like obviously you don't mean it. No, so no, I mean it. If uh, that fucking little kid <laughs> did that to me, I would have punched him in his fucking throat. Would have punched him fifty three yards. Fucking, don't touch Lincoln me. Financial. Don't fucking, fucking touch gone. me. I'm already pissed. I fucking Luke Folk. I have a man <laughs> who can't play fucking football as my quarterback. I don't need you fucking putting popcorn on me, you little fucking wiener, <laughs> who already won a Super Bowl. So he he's not a real Philly fan. He's already fucking soft. He already has his. <laughs> Self-esteem. The best thing about little kids who root for good teams is they think they did it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what Carson Wentz did. I don't care about what fucking Peterson. I, they did it. You're mm. not. This is what I fucking hate about Patriot fans. You didn't fucking win a Super Bowl. No, exactly. You're not fucking Giselle. Get yeah. the fuck out of my face. You it, fucking work at Burger King, bitch. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, get man. the fuck out of my We're, face. Sports, sports muscles is coming this out. This is what happens. Like, people talk to trash like, oh, you, you fucking suck. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you're not Julian Edelman. Right. Like, are you confused? Right. You fucking suck. Your self-esteem is fully, you think you're a winner. You, Let's talk about your life. This is literally how I fight at games when people yell at me. I'm like, no, 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 cool. Hey, congratulations. It's lucky that you were born in fucking Worcester. Like, now let's talk about real life. How about you versus me? Cool about our teams. Yeah, you're right. Your team has been more successful than mine over the last two decades. But real quick, Charlie, how about your life? What do you do for a fucking life? Let me tell you uh, what I do. Okay. You fucking suck. Right. I'm better than you. You can say I, attempt. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, this has happened a couple times. And a couple times this has happened in the parking lot at a game. And it's really interesting to watch the fans around. Because at first, they're really on like Charlie's side and like fuck the Jet fan. And then I go in for the kill. Which is basically very simply... I'm better than you. Forget about our teams. I'm, I as a human, am better than you as a human. And the sheer like confusion from like the 20 fans in the circle that are sitting and hearing this of like, oh man, that 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 was uncalled for. Yeah, but you're, like, but why, you're, but you're why right. Bully, like yeah. they're so proud and they're so bully and they're like, yo, why did he bully Charlie like that? <laughs> they have Sweep their, the they, leg, they have their, they'll have their three hours of greatness until. I mean, listen, and then and then there's this whole thing, which is like, look. 
Boston fans used to be so fun to like, subconsciously, I always had so much respect. I mean, that 86 World Series, for the youngsters, for the people that are old enough that are listening right now, the Mets put on the Jumbotron, congratulations Boston Red Sox, 1986 World Championship. Like, up two runs, two outs, nobody on, it's over. To lose that game, so when I think about Boston fans, there was so, and the Patriots sucked when I was a kid. Yeah. Like the Jets, you know, like the Patriots won in 15 season, they beat the Jets. Like, you know, like it was like, they were terrible. So, but now you have a generation of 35 and under Boston fans who've won every championship. Yeah. 2004, like, it all changed. It's just not super interesting. They're not interesting people anymore. Yeah. It's amazing how sports divides. People. Either 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 is the Philadelphia fans after they won the Super Bowl and the World but they Series. Still have the Sixers, you know, like they still have a little something. You, like if you're 35 and you're a Boston fan of all four sports, you've had a parade for them all. Yeah, you're finished. It's the best sports town you could live in in America. 100%. So what, what? What the fuck is up with baseball cards? I think that you keep saying this is a fucking uh, thriving business right, and everything. Well, I just talk data. Yeah. When I pinged you and said, Bob, don't be a dick. Let's mm-hmm. make some money. Buy LeBron PSA 10 rookie cards. They're 1100. They're 1050 to 1100. This was six months ago. They're 2500 now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with baseball cards. There's your fucking answer. Yeah. You can they send me 11, that text. They I'll were 1100 dollars six months ago. They're 2500 dollars right now. And very simply, all the sneaker kids. You see what happened with StockX? I don't know if you saw it. Mm-hmm. You clearly didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Just I'm just like no, no. Okay, no. StockX just added sports cards. Okay. Like, it's now going to be cooler. Back. So what do you do if you're just an avid? Because when you talk, Bob, you guess, well, you I don't know. Actually, a- I apologize. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is going to be huge for your audience and you. Everybody who wants to get their nut off with gambling, I think can make a fortune on sports cards. How? Well, one of the things that's so fun about gambling is what we all know is the moment after where you get to tell your buddies, I was fucking smarter than you fucking, Donnie. You're a fucking idiot. You thought NC State was gonna win. I was fucking much smarter. Bowling Green under the spread. You know, like that. Of course. That's what you can do with sports cards. For example, yesterday, and Tyler knows this, I think, I don't know who I texted yesterday, but like, I bought a ton of Deshaun Watson rookie cards before the season. This week, I'm gonna post them. I'm gonna make a fuckload of money. I'm very excited. You know, and so it's the height, you know, like, I, listen, I still think he's an all-time underrated player and I think he's gonna be very, very good, but right now, everyone's on tilt with him because he just beat out Mahomes this week and da-da-da, the price is high. Basically gambling on making predictions of which minor league baseball players are, if you put $10,000 into, Co- into Cody Bellinger because he was such a non-prospect, 10,000, and that means you would have bought thousands of his rookie cards, you would have made $800,000 in profit. Bob, we're doing something. How wrong. does he? How does he? Bob, uh, let's stay here because yeah. honestly, on this podcast, knowing your audience, mm-hmm. like anytime I do anything, I'm like, fuck. How do I bring the most value? Which do you have? Do you have a stake in baseball cards? Zero. 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 This is just just coming. Oh, from... and let me let me use this platform to clarify something. I did a deal with Tops to have an insert, which was amazing. They paid me twenty five thousand dollars. I get paid one hundred eighty thousand dollars to give a speech. Right. It didn't change my fucking life. Like it was like, oh, the only it's like like all like. Trolls in sports cards. Oh, he's only doing this because Tops, bro. I'll buy Tops. Tops isn't buying me. <laughs> like, are you fucking confused? So, so no. What, Bob? My stake mm-hmm. is I have no stake in TikTok. Mm-hmm. I have no stake in LinkedIn. My take is that my entire game is being right. You know how nice it feels. I don't think I'm Nostradamus, but I do think I've been right a lot. And for you to say that and give that kind of cosign, bro. This is very black and white. I've been very right about this. This is already done. Like, a, like I have a lot of friends who went out and bought a ton of LeBrons and have made real money. Like, D-Rock's, for D-Rock, that $1,000 profit matters. 
D-Rock. 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 Right, D-Rock? Like, yeah. that matters to your life. I'm gonna hold on to it. You're, yeah. Tyler, I assume you're sad that you didn't buy more. And Tyler's killing it in soccer cards. You know, yes. he's killing it. But you're you're always, hold on, Bob, yeah. real quick, right. I apologize, because I want to really bring value. Well, For everybody who's listening, straight up, listen to me. As, as somebody who still love gambling, sports card, business, all this stuff, I believe for a stunning percentage of the audience that's listening right now, taking some percentage of your gambling budget and buying sports cards and then flipping them, you have to understand, there's no net loss. If you're, like Baker, Bakers are down, right? And I thought Bakers, Baker was gonna have a great year and I thought they'd be up. So yes, you could have bought Baker rookies in August for a buck 50, right? And, and, and now they're like 90 or, you know, and what have you. So. They're down. Who's, who's buying baseball cards? Uh, t- hundreds of thousands of people on eBay. Yeah. Is it international, guys. do you it think, just seems like it, is it? Let's stay right there. Somebody smart in a room. Mm-hmm. This is why Tyler's going to make money. We have to go. I know we have to go talk to the UCLA yeah, football yeah. team, but I need three more minutes, so you're going to have to tell them. This is why Tyler and I, this is why Tyler's into so- Tyler likes soccer. The reason I'm buying basketball cards and pushing everyone to buy basketball cards is because basketball's international. Well, kind of, who knows what happens in China now? But right. nonetheless, it's international. And so soccer and basketball, and believe it or not, wrestling. I think wrestling, there's a 1982 set that is super underpriced because it's got the Hogan rookie, the, you know, all that. So uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Listen, you're smart. You know how like you'll go somewhere and like three people will come up to you and like everyone's like, who is that guy? And then like inevitably somebody's sitting on the side and like, who is that guy? And like, they're like, oh, this guy on Instagram that does these, and they're like, who watches that guy? And you know, the answer is a lot of people. A lot of people. And by the way, by the second, by the droves, a lot of these flipping sneaker kids are coming into the game because you can't get enough off-white inventory. Mm-hmm. But if you believe in De'Aaron Fox, you can buy fucking 50,000 De'Aaron Foxes. And if he does what I think he's gonna do this year, as one of the people that believes in De'Aaron Fox, all of a sudden there's real fucking money to be made. And for a lot of people, I mean like. He th- plays, he's please. the guard for Sacramento, correct? Yes. Okay, sorry, I just wanna make sure everyone knows. So, Bob, I think your talent of sports, and by the way, you have a huge advantage. This is where it plays for me. One of the reasons I think I'm doing well is because now that I get to really know these guys, I know the guys that are actually doing film work are actually working out, and I know the guys who are fucking fucking around, sleeping around, fucking, and, and so all of a sudden, the shit I used to not know that would fuck me up, because I'm like, but he runs a fast 40, and he's wide open. I'm like, oh wait, but he's a fucking dick face. I'm not investing, oh, this kid's really putting in work. So, there's, re- like, there's, re- you would make, you, you, and 80% of this audience would make far more money buying and flipping sports cards than gambling and buying stock by 100. Right. By a hundred. Right. I just think it's more fun to gamble personally. That's why I, I respect the shit out of that. Right. But if you could take take the angle of I'm gonna bet on, you know, on Kevin Knox and I'm gonna put a hundred thousand dollars into that, and that's a high risk, high reward bet. I just can't see kids fucking doing baseball cards because now you're with, fucking because you're not smart. Digi- with all you're not digital. Smart. Well, no, I'm saying you're not smart. No, I'm just seeing because you're not smart I on this th- issue. <laughs> I, I don't know. What's, like, no, I, you can't see it. But here's what people say. I can't see why I should be on TikTok. Right. Like, well, well, I can see that. I, I, can't see, I can see that. I can't see why people can make money on Instagram. That's what I heard seven years ago. Right. Well, you can't see it sneakers, because you're not. You can't it. see it because you're not looking for it. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I just feel like. It's, it's, do you think that kids now? It's just you see kids trading cards anymore like they used to. Bro, kids want to make money. Right. 
do I do I think people sit in a fucking sand lot and fucking leave it to Beaver stops by and right. fucking <laughs> No, I don't fucking think that. Do I think people are Bobby DMing? Brady. Do I think people are posting fucking photos of sports cards on Instagram, DMing each other, putting in the fucking mail and fucking Venmoing each other money and making fucking cash? Yes, I do. I yeah. know all these 15-year-old fuckers. I got to ask you this question. I think Bob, you can make a lot of money. The yeah. Nationals, I think, are going to win I'm going. We, we the got... World Series. Timmy, yes. Timmy, they've we're underachieved. What Juan you, what Soto's are, are wildly underpriced. That's okay. But now it's too late because they're like too far along. Okay. I and just... then there's some guys like Howie Kendrick. What about those pitchers, run? though? The ace pitchers, Strasburg's, no pitcher good. Pitcher cards are. Okay. All right. All right, real quickly. I know you got to go. You got to go. Uh... Girls like the long ball. It's a home run thing. Got it. Yeah. Got you got to go. You're going to UCLA? Yes. See ya. Congratulations for all your... You're just killing yeah. it. You're the best. I consider you the friend, mentor. You're the man. Thank I you, love bro. you, buddy. You know that. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Taking Thank time you out of your day. Thank you for having me. You're the best. Thanks, Thank you. Gary. See ya. All right. I love awesome. you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.